Welcome to the Unleashed Podcast, where we believe that life is better when it is lived on purpose. My name is Molly Brunk, and I'm joined with lead pastor of Be Hope Church, Brad Thompson. Molly B. Brad, we are back, <laughs> and we're in our conflict management series, which is perfect for the both of us, because we tend to have a lot of conflict. <laughs> Nice conflict. I think we have great conflict. Yeah. Like, like can I just? I it's think, not deep conflict. I think between the two of us, like, you're probably the one that I think I do it the best with. I appreciate that. You know, so, conflict, I really, yeah. I feel like I wear that badge proudly. <laughs> so <laughs> I will take that. But we are so excited to hop into another episode within our conflict management series. But we always start with the fumble of the week moment. And this one is one of my personal favorites of you. Uh-huh. Um, I wasn't there, mm-hmm. uh, but it, the image of it is like vivid in my head. Will you tell us about the fumble moment? Yeah, it wasn't a proud moment in my life, and I think I've shared this at one point from the platform during a message, but uh, uh, when I was first a leader, first as a lead pastor, um, had a new staff, new people we were onboarding, uh, and I'll never forget, uh, let me just be clear, I came to a church where they didn't have a staff, and I asked first day, when, when is our staff meeting? And uh, somebody said, when we have a problem. And I said, well, that's a problem. <laughs> and so we started had, having staff meetings, and we built a wonderful staff and a group of people. Uh, but there was one day I had been asking. I had been asking for weeks for this whiteboard to get put up on the wall because because it it was our hospital whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Like people would, knew the schedule, where they were going, where the room was. And uh, for weeks and months— uh, I got excuses as to why it couldn't be hung on the board. And go figure, because it wasn't on the wall, somebody didn't visit somebody in the hospital because they didn't know this person was in the hospital. They didn't know the room. They didn't go. They didn't know it was their time. And that's a big deal in church world. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. Like when people are in the hospital and they don't get visited, it's a problem. Yep. And so uh, in this meeting, I asked why it hadn't been put up yet. For like the 50th time and I got I got heated I got hot <laughs> really mad uh, and I I don't get mad very often but I was mad at this point I got so mad that I went and I grabbed the whiteboard out of whatever closet it was in and I grabbed a roll of duct tape <laughs> and I proceeded to duct tape this whiteboard to the wall you went to work. You went I to went town. to work. Yeah. I went through the whole roll of duct tape, put that whiteboard up on the wall, and said, see how hard can that be? <laughs> and then uh, I walked out, slammed the door, and uh, our newest employee looked at the rest of the staff and asked, does this mean that the meeting's over? <laughs> and the best part was as soon as I walked out and slammed the door, the whole whiteboard Fell off the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Which is really impressive after using a whole roll of duct tape. I mean, let me tell you. Now I know why it never was put on the wall. Yeah, there you go. But that's a great example of poor conflict management. Yes, (laughs) poor conflict management. But today we get to talk about conflict management from Mm -hmm. what you've learned from your mistakes. So Uh tell us a little bit about what we're going to be talking about today. Well, today we're going to talk about coming in hot. And uh, I believe most people, when they come in hot, are they're heated, they're out of control, and they're a little bit testy. Yeah, <laughs> I know when I'm heated, out of control, and testy, it's 
usually because somebody did something that was idiotic. Mm. And the only way for me to help them see how stupid it was, and I know I shouldn't say that. But you did. So. It's just to come in heated. Uh, but that is obviously the not, right, not the right way to do it. So we're going to talk about coming in hot today. But I, I really want to talk about the fact that uh, conflict is necessary in the organization. Mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely essential for every organization. In fact, uh, I've written here that exceptional leaders expect conflict. Exceptional leaders expect conflict. Uh, When you look at the teams that are growing, when you're looking at the organizations that are thriving, when you look at the leaders that are holding their people accountable, they embrace conflict. They love it. They accept it. Uh, I don't know if this is a good example, but it's like when you were a kid, uh, I like to win. And I wasn't very good at basketball, but it's the kid that would keep beating you at basketball but you wanted to win so bad and you wanted to learn how to play it better that you just kept coming back for the beating, <laughs> right? And I think in many ways, conflict <laughs> conflict does sort of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's painful, it's hard, it's difficult, but man, it grows you in ways that's needed. Um, I'll give you one more example is having a conversation with a friend the other day who just has a new boss. And he was sharing with me that Um, I said, how's it going with the new boss? And he said, well, he's very direct. He's very firm. Um, I don't always agree with his decisions, which means there's probably a little bit of conflict. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I loved was he said, I love that I don't have to, I don't have to question where I stand and what his expectations are of me, Mm -hmm. but it takes conflict to get there. Yeah. And so, um, and so that's really what I want to talk about today. Exceptional leaders expect conflict in their life that's and really in their good. organizations. Yeah, that's really good. So what's at stake when we don't have conflict within our organization, within our relationships? Uh, I'm going to say it this way. Conflict avoidant people, they kill progress. Mm-hmm. They absolutely kill progress. In my notes, I had, uh, in quotations, not leaders. <laughs> the reason I'm called them people is because conflict-avoidant people are not leaders. Mm. They kill progress. Um, if, if, if I could give this example, uh, I am not a marriage counselor, <laughs> but as a pastor, one of the things we, we do is we marry people. And uh, I've just had this rule that if I'm going to marry you, then you will go through a minimum of eight hours of pre-marriage counseling with my wife and I, with mm-hmm. Janelle and I. And uh, I don't do it as much now because our campus pastor, a.k.a. your mom, mm-hmm. <laughs> Pastor Sheila Sloan, does an amazing job of it, which I'm grateful for. Uh, but before, I would have couples come in, and it was amazing to me. I'd say, what do, you want, what do you want your marriage to look like? And they would say, oh, I, wanna, I want our marriage to look like our grandparents' marriage or my parents' marriage. And I would ask, what did you admire about their marriage? And they would say, man, in the 50 years they've been married, they've never had a fight. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just stop them and say, you know what? I bet they had a pretty sucky marriage. <laughs> like, you you cannot have a great marriage without conflict. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet if you were to peel back the layers of their marriage— uh, you probably had somebody who was dominant and somebody who was unheard. Mm. You probably had somebody who always got their way mm-hmm. and somebody who felt like they were just the next stepping stone to whatever they wanted. Mm. Like, uh, And so we always said, uh, show me a, a marriage where there's no no conflict and I will show you a marriage that's completely unhealthy. Mm. And, and, and the point being like, 
they could have been married their entire lives, but I would, there's no communication. There's no moving forward. It's extremely unhealthy. And so people who are conflict avoidant kill progress. They yeah. kill progress. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, harsh way to put it in your marriage counseling sessions, but it makes sense what you're saying of like conflict is a sign of health. I think good conflict is a sign of a healthy marriage. I think there's always extremes that then becomes unhealthy um, when there's so much conflict, there's little relationship. Absolutely. And I and just to go back to your question, like what's at stake, I just mm-hmm. want to talk to a, a little bit more about avoidant conflict people, not leaders, people. Mm-hmm. Um, because here, here's some things that I think you'll see with uh, avoidant conflict people. Um, they think that they're keeping the peace when they're actually creating more tension. Uh, show me an uh, avoidant conflict person and you'll see a leader who deflects responsibilities in decision-making. Uh, I would guess they typically uh, blame poor results on other people and leaders. Uh, you'll find that they lack... Uh, direction and they're indif- indecisive. Uh, I think conflict avoidant people uh, on their teams, there'll be a lack of vision because mm. every time you cast a vision, not everybody's going to buy in. I think you can get people there, but if it's a good vision, as we say, a good mission or a good vision, it, it will repel people. It'll compel people. It will repel people. And conflict avoidant leaders or people, they can't cast vision with people saying no. I mean, it's too hard for them to handle. I think the other thing too is they're likely frustrated because they've accepted the culture they've set because they didn't want to pay the price of pain that conflict requires. Um, I I think if you show me a conflict avoidant person, you'll see teams that are sideways. You'll see a team that has no expectations. Uh, You'll see culturally they don't get it. You'll see bickering and stalling relationships. And, uh, and, And that's why I talk about Man, if you're going to be an exceptional exceptional leader, expect conflict uh, because that's where the growth begins to happen. Yeah. No, that's really good. And so is there a difference between fighting and conflict? That's a really good question. <laughs> and I don't know if I have the right answer. Uh, Molly doesn't uh, always ask questions that pertain to my notes, <laughs> but this is a really good it's one. It's just what I'm thinking about in the moment. That's so good. On the top of my head, here's what I'm thinking. Uh, people who fight, people who fight— are only in it for themselves. Like when, when you think about a fight, a boxing match, this is just the example that comes to mind right away. Mm-hmm. Like when I watch a bi- boxing match, uh, a fight, I, I don't watch it to see a tie. I watch it to see somebody win. Mm-hmm. You go into the ring fighting to win. You don't go into fight to lose or to tie. Mm-hmm. And so to me, a fight is when somebody's in it for themselves and they're just in it to win it. Whereas a conflict is, hey, uh, and this goes back to an episode that we had with Ellen. Mm-hmm. Conflict is, no, no, we have mutual interest. Uh, and right now we're at a disagreement about that mutual interest or where we need to be, mm-hmm. the goal that we need to set. And so conflict brings resolution. Fighting brings, brings individualism. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. So why does this matter? Um, I think it matters because uh, this is just what this is my thought on this. I believe that healthy conflict is the true innovation for better outcomes. I kind of like that definition. <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
<laughs> said, that's good. Uh, yeah. I don't typically <laughs> like my own stuff, but it's like, I think conflict is the true innovation for better outcomes. Outcomes meaning like better employee performance, organizational growth. I, I think it uh, uh, cultural creativity uh, and it builds meaningful relationships. I think those are the outcomes we're talking about. Uh, uh, Margaret Hefferin says it this way, for good ideas and true innovation, you need human interaction, conflict, argument, and debate. Mm, that's good. Because if not, then you're just steamrolling your way through your ideas, and they're not <laughs> always the best ideas. But I think most of us don't see conflict as innovation. Mm, yeah, right? Yeah. We, we see conflict as as what conflict avoidant people actually are. We see conflict as 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 a, a progress killer mm-hmm. when it's actually the innovation the team needs uh, to get to a better future. So can I give an, a, an example of our team? Yeah, please do. Uh, if you're on one of our hope teams, we have hope team values, which we'll be covering in the future here. Uh, but one of ours is best idea wins. And I love best idea wins because that's where conflict happens. So um, best idea has to win when we ha- bring in some of our best and most creative people. Um, we do this around big weekends that we have. Uh, we do this around sermon series planning. Uh, we do this, oh man, we do this in strategy sessions. Um, but we bring our creative people around. And my favorite time is when we begin to throw out every idea. There have been times where people are like, that's a dumb idea. <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 wait a minute. We get every idea on the board and then we fight for it. Mm-hmm. Like, and what I love is the moment when somebody may have not the greatest idea, at least in terms of the group, but they're fighting for it because they mm-hmm. believe in it. They're passionate behind it. Uh, I, I love that the best idea wins. Um, that means we come into meetings with with our ideas already ready, but we come prepared to, to, to have conflict over those ideas. Yeah. And, and I think what you find is in those best idea moments, uh, it can be tense. We argue. Um, we fight about what should win and what shouldn't win, what stinks, what makes sense, what doesn't make sense. And and I think in healthy situations, on healthy teams, in healthy meetings, uh, we can walk away and everybody's laughing and we're smiling and we know that we've walked away with the best idea. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to be the best outcome. But in that, like people are becoming better employees because they have to come prepared. Yeah, uh, People were creating an environment uh, or where there's creativity, uh, there are deeper relationships amongst the, that team because we're being honest about what we think and and what we feel is best. And uh, and I just think that creates a really healthy, really healthy team. Yeah, and I think that we have those scheduled times for it, but I also think that we want to endorse a culture that at any point— um, I run a hope team. At any point, any of my hope team members can come up to me with an idea and they know that they're going to be heard yep. and that idea is going to be in con- like serious consideration because they understand that everyone has a voice at the table. And so even if they're not in those rooms, we have we reiterate this culture that says like your voice matters. So. It does. and but But to tie the best idea back, like – you're not affirming every idea that your hope team member brings. Mm -hmm. Like there's part of you that has to have conflict within you to say, "Mm, I I love your thought. I appreciate the input, but this not, this is really not the best idea. Yeah. And that's, 
there's some conflict there because it's hard for you to say that to somebody. Yeah. Easy if you're clear on where you're going. Easy if you're clear on where you're going. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, to, just to tie this in, big idea is that conflict is the innovation for, for greater outcomes. And, and I think great leaders understand that undesired friction is necessary for the desired future. And, uh, and, and I think we on our team have just a few practical ways in which we do that. That's true. We um, have the whole acronym of coming in hot, but we are kind of running out of time. So do we want to save wow. the acronym, the H-O-T, coming in hot, what that means for the next episode? What are your thoughts? Mm, I suppose we could do that. Do we, do we cover a lot of content in this one? Do we, I, I feel like we set people up well um, into, okay, this is why conflict is important, and uh-huh. then how do you have good conflict? We can say what it is and then dive into it more the next episode. Yeah, let's say what it is. Let's okay. Then we'll dive into it the next ep- episode. And uh, I just want you to know, uh, part of this is to help you wherever you are as a leader. Uh, but the second part of this is we have amazing leaders at this organization, not just on our staff, but a lot of volunteers who help lead everything that we do here. Like we could not do what we do without our leaders who volunteer at Be Hope. And so part of this is uh, helping us understand how we as teams and how we at Be Hope uh, manage conflict. And so we have five different ways that we do that, but coming in hot is number one. (laughs) And so we will probably cover that in the next episode and then come out with the final four after that. Yep. But HOT stands for honest, open, and transparent. Honest, open, and transparent. <laughs> Which is good. It's good. I, and we're going to talk more it's about good. it in the next episode. It's good. So to wrap it up real quick, uh, for those of you who hate conflict, know that you're just killing progress. But but also know that conflict is the true innovation for growing your organization and for better outcomes personally as a team, and as an organization. Yeah. No, that's really good. But we're going to wrap up the episode today with some of our hope or nopes Love because it. we always end it. with hope or nopes. And so these are just uh, Brad's opinions, whether he thinks that this has hope <laughs> or if it's a nope for him. So there's really no point to this besides that. But um, this one's really not a hope or nope, but which Kelsey brother is your favorite brother? Woo, Jason. Jason. Okay. I love Jason. Jason, just because he's older, wiser. Not into all of the... I just like him. All right. <laughs> he's no kind worries. of a... He's kind of the... Not that not that Travis isn't. He's a man's man. He's just like, <laughs> oh, he's kind of tough. That's fair. All right. Um, what are your thoughts on the dentist, uh, let alone going to the dentist twice a year? Twice a year. There's hope for that. Uh, this, you're going to think less of me, but there was a season when we were so poor and we didn't have insurance. I didn't go to the dentist for 16 years. 16? 16 years. And just a few years ago, I went for the first time. I didn't have one cavity. That's impressive. <laughs> Do you floss every night? Uh, not every night, but okay. maybe uh, three, four times a week. Okay. Yeah, that's impressive. And Look. then I get on a binge where I do it three or four times in one day. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> I do feel like you have hyperfixations. That, <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> okay. And then the last one is Mike Vrabels, who uh, is the Tennessee Titans coach, and he got fired after being nine and eight. And all of this information is being fed to me. I do not know this. So This is good news. There is, I mean, he shouldn't have been fired because he's oh. a great coach. <laughs> But there is hope, and here's why. Can I just tell yeah, you? Yeah, tell me. Because uh, if we lose, if 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 the Buckeyes lose to the team up north one more time, mm-hmm. I think I think 
the head coach is going to get canned. Oh, so you're I hoping. Think Dave's gonna, so here's my hope. I, I would like to see him join the Buckeye staff this year. Do you think we can afford him? He's it's Ohio State. They can afford anything they want. Fair enough. <laughs> and then if Day stinks it up, then he can hire Vrabels. Well, there's that. So there's hope for Mike Vrabel. Mike There's Vrabel. hope for him. You're thinking long term. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. But hey, we are so grateful that you took the time to listen to this episode today. Make sure that you like and subscribe and share it with everyone in your sphere of influence. And we will see you back here next episode. Thanks so much.